turn that off. What's that? It's Is that the, what it starts? It, no, it's oh. the um, <laughs> it's the metronome. Oh, so like it'll like, thing? well, it'll like keep it's keeping beats. Oh, okay. but I don't need to keep beats. Okay, which we could. <laughs> Welcome to the Wild Goose Podcast. This is an invitation to an experience and an encounter with God. My name is Tracy Brown. Okay. So, hey, Em, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. This is so fun. <laughs> okay. Tell me what your paradigm was growing up with God. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was interesting to look back at these questions that you gave me and just to be able to compare what I came from to where I'm at now, because it's Mm -hmm. just been a massive shift for me. Um, and really in the past few years. So throughout the first half of my childhood, the best way to describe it was just straight legalism. I would say, um, there was no thought or introduction of an interaction, much less a relationship with the Lord. Um, I know it's probably overused, but I had this analogy when I was thinking about this of the curious kid holding a magnifying glass over an anthill. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we viewed God. It was like, hmm. it was like, if you don't fall in line and you don't do what you're supposed to do and you go off that anthill, like you're going to get it basically. Not that he was always angry, but that you were falling out of line. Right. And so that came to my mm-hmm. head. Um, it was a little bit like that. It's not, it was like, not that God wanted to burn us, but if you fall out of line and go off that anthill, you'll get it. So that looked a lot like praying at meals, dressing to the nines on Sundays. It looked like saying the right things, knowing your Sunday school story, sitting still in big church. The thought of missing like Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night was like, well, you might as well have Corona if you're going to miss that. <laughs> like you were just there. You were expected to be there. Yeah. Um, So it was all very first show or just what we thought we must do. Very ritualistic. It's what my parents were raised in, what their parents were raised in. So this question of like interaction with the Lord was a weird thought for me to even think back on because it was basically a dance of we do what we're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and that keeps us in the clear. Yeah. Basically. So So what could you even identify as a kid that you were living under that kind of shame? No. No. It just nope. was a nat- like that was the narrative, and that's yeah. what was what it, that this is what the relationship with God looked like. Yes, and that was very much the culture in okay. the South. Okay, you know the Bible Belt. I mean, it's like everyone's a Christian. Air quotes. Like yeah. everybody is. You just are. So, when you were younger, were you introduced to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as someone who was accessible, or were you here? They were the proverbial out there, like how, how did you interact? Yeah. So that is, that is interesting to think on as well, because yes, God and Jesus were accessible, but it was, it was just through prayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like praying was how we accessed, access them. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh-oh. Little. Okay. We That's, how we say that the, That's how we say it in the <laughs> South. We assess yes. them. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah. That's how we ac- access. Access. Oh my gosh. That's how we access them was through prayer. I mean, the and the Holy Spirit, like, <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Right. That The Holy Spirit was like, 
the drunk uncle that you don't want to right. show up to the party. It was, is it, that you like give them an invite, but you hope you really pray they right. don't show up. It was kind of like in a weird way, like voodoo. Oh, like absolutely. it was like, mm, we don't want that crazy juju no. in here. Like, no. let's just, it was like separate. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird narrative to have yeah. where you're like, here's the Holy Trinity, except for this one is a little bit weird. Totally. And those weirdos go yeah. over there to that church yep. and we don't invite them. And it's yep. like, but he's in the whole Bible. Right. Like he's right. everywhere. And we talk about like, we, we would sing about the Holy Spirit. Yes. We would say it when you get baptized. Like, but you just. Like I said, you just hoped he didn't show up. And when you, (laughs) you're just like, who knows what will happen. Right. So when you prayed to the Lord, it wasn't as if you were praying that he was going to talk back. No. It was just, you're going to air your. Like you just say what you're, what you normally say. Like, thank you for the day and please be with my sick so-and-so. Like it Mm -hmm. was just very like requesting. Mm -hmm. There was no, no thought of relationship at all. No intimacy. I mean, I'm saying wow because I totally get that, but yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about what changed. Like, what major shifts occurred that transitioned you from the relationship you knew as a child into the relationship you have now? Yeah. So I feel like there have been three major shifts that I, when I think back on it that show up for me. There was a shift when my family moved to a different church when we were in high school. We grew up in one um, denomination and then we completely went the other way and went to Calvary Chapel. (laughs) And we went to like Calvary Chapel slash like non-denominational church. And it was like seeds were being planted Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit of miracles. I mean like miracles weren't even like a thing right. when we were, when I was little. So like we had seeds that were planted in our family, um, just of the Lord, even desiring to engage with us. Like that was, that was new when we changed churches. So that was, that was one shift. And then there was, um, another shift. And this is when I really remember the first time the Lord directly speaking to me. This was about eight years ago. Um, my husband went through, a very dark season of depression. Um, he, it was very sudden that he experienced a very deep dive into it. I remember immediately telling him that I thought it was all spiritual. And so we prayed and we prayed and it lifted for about a week. And then it took an even deeper dive. Like, Mm. and we, and it was kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere. We didn't, we didn't know where this was coming from. Um, I remember going with him to his first therapy appointment with his therapist and they asked him if he was having suicidal thoughts and he said, yes. And when he said that my heart just broke because I think I was still in denial of what was actually going on. And it was very clear that this is not just spiritual. It was mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual all in one. Yeah. And it was like something deep within me broke. And in that time period, he would go, Jonas would go on long walks. He could not interact with our family for like eight months. And he would go on walks. And I remember one day specifically, the kids were at his parents' house. We were trying to just clean the house. And he was like, I got to go for a walk. Because he was constantly in his thoughts. And so I remember watching him walk down the street. And I was just sitting at the window and I was watching him. And God just said, peace. He said, there's going to be so much peace to come out of this. And I am in this. I mean, it was like 
it was almost, I, I don't know if I can say it was audible, right. but it was like, it was so deep within me. And he was saying, I am in this. It was audible and in every way it yes, could be yes, audible. Yes. yes. Yeah. And it was like, I am in this and he is going to be okay. Because mm -hmm. then before that moment, I was like, what is, ha what is happening? Where did this come from? He's suicidal? Like what? Like I was so confused. And in that moment, he said, it was just that word peace. And so then that depression lasted for another like eight months. And it was really hard. But even in those really hard moments and him being absent from our family, I mean, we had littles. We had like a two-year-old and an eight-month-old. And in those moments, I felt an unbelievable amount of peace. Wow. Wow. And I knew that it didn't come from anywhere from, but from him. Mm -hmm. And so that was a, that was probably the first time I remember really, really feeling his voice, um, and feeling him in a situation. And so I, and then I would say another huge shift for me was moving here. We moved here about five years ago. Um, when I started reaching out for community and found Cornerstone and found the community that I found there, the friendships that I found were for the first time, like in my life, some of the most beautiful friendships that pursued me, that didn't have any preconceived notion about me. Like in the South, it was like, everybody knew you because they knew your family. Okay. And they had all these preconceived notions of like who you are. And these people had no clue who I was and they liked me and they pursued me <laughs> and they texted me and they wanted to hang out with me. And not only that, they loved Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rachel Hockey was one of the first people, because I knew her through school as well. And then we went to church together and she was one of the first people that pursued me and brought me in. And that's how I met you was mm -hmm. through Rach. Yeah. And she had a different relationship with the Lord mm -hmm. than I had ever experienced. And not only her, but the women she was introducing me to. Mm -hmm. You all had this beautiful, sweet relationship with the Lord that I was like, Oh, that can, that part exists. Um, just like the tenderness, understanding his spirit. I mean, like you're the one that introduced me to the Holy spirit. And I mean, like, <laughs> it's just, it's been so beautiful mm -hmm. what God has done that he took me. I mean, it, it, I'm not calling myself Abraham, but it reminds me of the story of Abraham <laughs> when he told Abraham to leave his family. Yeah. Like I needed a physical move. Mm-hmm away from the culture I was in, away from the comfortable atmosphere, my family, I needed to be me and my husband and my kids needed to be away on our own. But I think that's a hundred percent biblical. When you yeah. think about a paradigm shift, there's a geographical shift yes. like there, yeah. you know, moving out of Egypt when the Israelites mm -hmm. left Egypt, they were leaving slavery into freedom, right? There is right. Oh, sometimes we have to move. Yes. You yes. have to move to go. And I'm not saying Tennessee was slavery, right? but there is right. a new element of freedom that you are living in here. Absolutely. That you didn't, it, it wasn't a, it, a hundred percent. It's available there. Right. A hundred percent. But you weren't existing in it mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. but you are now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yes, God, I mean, God knew we needed to come out here. I mean, and we knew coming out here that that was the Lord doing it, but we didn't understand why mm -hmm. at all. We just thought, Ooh, a fun adventure for our family where we don't have to have like all of our extended family back in Tennessee, right. you know, like it's mm -hmm. just us for the first time, like me and Jonas grew up together. So it's like, 
we've always just been there with each other and with our families. Right. And so we knew God was in this move, but man, once we got here and then we actually did want community and we found community and how beautiful it's been Mm -hmm. and what God has done through the friendships that we have made. It's just, it's just really, really sweet. It Mm -hmm. just speaks to his, not only his faithfulness, but just, he knows what you need. Yeah. He knows what you need. He really is good. I mean, he's so good. He's so so good. good. Yeah. I think about too, like how all of our kids love each other. Yeah. And even that is so, and they have freedom to talk about the Lord and to experience like different things they're feeling with each other that, yeah. I mean, I know growing up in LA, I would, I don't think I would ever let my kids. I don't know what I would do, but you know, you just, it's just what you know now. And, And what's so great is what they're experiencing now is the foundation of how they move into their adulthood. Right. Which is exciting because yeah. I can't wait to see who they're going to become because of where they're starting from. Yeah. Like we had to catch up. Yeah. You know, we were introduced to this later. Right. Yes. They're starting at a, such There's, an earlier age, which is so. At, for them, everything is possible. Yeah. And what yeah. I feel like for you and I, and for I'm sure many people, we have had to unlearn and then learn. Yeah. We had, it was a two-step process. It was like, yeah. oh, that's actually not even true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh-huh. a cliche. Yeah. That's, you know, a phonetic acronym that means nothing in this real world. Yep. This, however, is real truth. Absolutely. And and that is a radical way yeah. of living. Yeah. You know? And even just I'm just going back to parenting, like I can so quickly go back to what we were saying about being in control and Mm -hmm. me being the one that has to do something in my child to make it either stop or change it or something. And even with spiritual matters, like I can very quickly go down that trail of it's up to me for them to understand this. It's up to me. And God so sweetly slash like sarcastically, (laughs) like a couple, well, not even a couple, like maybe a year ago was like, Hey, you're not the author and perfecter of their faith. Ooh, gosh, like it's rough. <laughs> I, it, it was. It what? It, it was so rough because I not only was trying it with my husband and my kids, putting it all on me of like I gotta say this at the right time, or I gotta bring this up, mm-hmm. or I gotta tell them about this podcast or this book to read, or blah. Like, yeah. I mean, like God hit me with that. Hey, yeah. you're not that verse. You you are not the author and perfecter of their faith. I am. All you have to do is love them, model for them. Like, oh, Emily, that's I mean, really good. I mean, it it was a huge, huge like explosion in my brain. I mean, talk <laughs> I mean, about like God like, speaking some revelation yeah. to you and yeah. like how that's transformed. Yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe God was speaking that to me today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's just so you can so easily put that on yourself as yeah. a mom. Well, and not as only a wife, as a mom, as, as a, a wife, wife, as a child of like, yes. if you're, you're like, my parents are so far behind. I better I know. speed them up to I know. this. Or, I know. You know, I think there's, a, I mean, it's our favorite. All lands on pride that Absolutely. we think that we Absolutely. are the ones who are going to educate yeah. these people into like their greatest self. Yeah. That says a lot about our ego. Oh, 100%. <laughs> wow. 100%. I mean, it truly... It truly changed. It, it broke something in me mm-hmm. when he told me that. 
Now, I'm not saying I get it right all the time no, at all, right. yeah. but it's like something, something broke off in me when he hit me with that. Cause, and also freedom came with, I mean, there's so, there's so much freedom mm -hmm. in being able to rely on that fact that he is the author and perfecter of his faith. Yeah. I mean, of their faith, like it's, it's just beautiful. Cause then you just get to be there to like hold the space for them. Yeah. What, what is it like now? It's so, it's so beautifully different now. Um, just the whole uh, paradigm that God loves me and wants to speak to me, mm -hmm. that he wants to have a relationship with me has been a huge revelation for me in the past three years. Yeah. Um, even more so in the past like eight months. I mean, just coming to grips with the fact that he's always been there with me. He's always loved me. He's always wanted to have or desired a relationship with me mm -hmm. is just so sweet. Yeah. And I can look back on years where I didn't feel like I had that and I can get really frustrated and really sad, but it's also been beautiful to throughout this process with you look back on how he was still there. Mm -hmm. Even though I, I can get really mad at how it was and what I didn't know. Yeah. But he was still there and he was with me. Have you, I know I didn't ask you this previously, so I'm going to surprise you with this question. <laughs> good. But too bad. No. <laughs> have you thought, have you ever asked the Lord what he was saying to you in those seasons where you didn't feel like he was there? Hmm. Because you and I both yeah. grew up in a paradigm where he wasn't really interacting, but now you're in a place where you're like, Oh my God, he loves me and he delights in me mm -hmm. and he wants to have this relationship with me. That didn't change when I knew it. Like right. that didn't start right. because you recognized it. Right. That has always been. So has there been ever a season or even like a specific moment, which you don't have to go into, but has there been like a time where you were like, man, I could have really used hearing your voice. And have you gone back and said, what were you saying to me in that hmm. season when I didn't know? I don't think I've ever done that. Yeah. Mm -mm. I don't think that I have ever done that. I have, I ha I am aware of certain times when he was speaking to me that I didn't know it was him. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has come full circle in different ways. Um, but no, I haven't. Because I would say a huge part of my childhood, Trace, I was just apathetic. Yeah. Like, extremely apathetic. Like, sleep. I felt like I was just sleepwalking through life. I think I've said that to you before. Well, but in truth, like, how else are you supposed to feel? Like, right. when, you are, when you are raised in a religion that says, this is the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. Your sins are forgiven. You're totally set free. And there's no power. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's no, like, authority. Mm-hmm. And you actually still feel helpless. Yeah. That is kind of like sleepwalking. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're awake, but there's no like activation mm -hmm. in your heart. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You yeah. know? So in, in some ways, I don't know if you're really responsible for, I mean, that's all you knew. Right. So, right. okay. So tell me how God interacts with you now. <laughs> so there is many ways that I feel like I have, um, experienced him talking through prophetic words, through visions, through dreams. Those are all things that have happened to me in the past few years. And that's new for me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or I guess I'm more aware of it now, but I would say, honestly, the, the most common everyday way that I hear from the Lord is just talking with him, just mm -hmm. having conversation with him, mm -hmm. which that's new for me as well. I mean, and when I say new, I just mean in the past three to four years, I talk to him all day. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I immediately hear back from him. Mm -hmm. Other times it takes a long, long time. But I just say like, hey God, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. What are you doing in this relationship? What are you doing here with my family? What are you doing with my son? What are you doing with my daughters? Like, yeah. I just engage in conversation with him throughout the day. And what it, like, I really want to, you know, encourage the people who are listening. I'm trying to find new ways of describing what it feels like hmm. and like what the sense is. Like, even like, I think I've talked to you about this. Like, sometimes it feels like a drop in a bucket or like, like a thought that had never been in my head before is now a new thought. Right. Or even just a new way of thinking that I had never previously thought before. It just like somehow it just crosses my, my mind. And I'm like, Oh, there yeah. it is. Like, is there, do you think he accesses you in your mind? Do you think he accesses you? Or I would say interacts with you like through listening to worship or even yeah. a podcast or like how, and you may not have an answer, but my heart is for people to realize that hearing from the Lord is for everyone, not just like some super spiritual mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. who's right. like right. been to seminary and reads the Bible 40 hours a day. Yeah. Like th this is our right as sons and daughters. Right. Right. So do you think, do you know of a way that like he sort of presses his like Man, it's, it is, it is hard to explain. Isn't it? It is so hard to explain. It's so hard. It is, um, like there's been times where I am a very, like, if something pops up in my head, I second guess it like forever. <laughs> <laughs> I beat it up and second guess it for a very, very long time. And there's been some occasions where the Lord like so impressed it in me that he physically I felt like he was moving my body to mm -hmm. do certain things mm -hmm. that are uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. um, so that is one way. Um, honestly, I feel like it's like, it's like a conversation. It may be in my mind, but like just in my spirit, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I am throwing out questions or it's been a question that's been in my heart and in my head for a really long time. Like, like a month or two ago, it was like, I was on, I was on my way to have breakfast with you. And I was just asking him again for like the 30th time about something yeah. and complaining and grumbling. And he, I, I just felt it in my spirit, like him asking me questions back Wow. to come in alongside me. It was, it was sweet. It was not like shaking his fist at me or his mm -hmm. finger at me. It was, but have you thought about this? It's like an and invitation. It, yes. It's yeah. an invitation. Mm -hmm. And it's also like a, it, it, he, he gives me questions that like cut straight to the point, but they don't hurt. Well, I, I mean, I love that because he's not trying to shame you no. into the right way. No. He's inviting no. you into a new way of thought yeah. because he's like, well, you're my daughter. Right. You right. are the bride and right. I want you to rule and to reign with me right. in this kingdom. And so I want you to come up here. Yeah. And engage on this plane. And so what I love is that he obviously knows the answer. Oh, yeah. But he's like, yeah. but it's better for you 
it's better for your heart, for your soul, for your mind, for your family. If you can grow up into this answer yeah, than it is for me to just hand it to you. And oh, in yeah. that he's like, cool, let's do it together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty significant mm-hmm. difference from God with the magnifying glass on the anthill. Absolutely. To Absolutely. an interaction of asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, truly, like the most recent example, like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, coming to meet you for breakfast was me grumbling and complaining again to him about something that just drives me crazy. And I think I'm in the right and I have the right answer. <laughs> we gonna, we're going to start talking about some Friday. Because it's working <laughs> out so well that you're a month in, like you're like, clearly I'm right, but you just haven't That's agreed right. with me. That's right. <laughs> and he just asks me questions mm-hmm. and helps me to see like, Hey, there is a, there is another way to look at this mm-hmm. and it's going to require some discipline too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the discipline part and the obedience is just like, it's key. Honestly, how, how do you react when he offers you discipline and obedience as a way out? Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try to, I mean, I second guess it a lot. You're like, like, yeah, but have you thought about this? You're clearly not asking me to like say no to myself, God. That obviously is not from you. (laughs) Have you not thought about this way? Um, Yeah. I mean, some things are a lot harder than other things. Mm -hmm. Like some, there are some things like what he met with me with that day where I jump in on it like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy crap, you're right. Yeah. Let me do that. And, and it. What he shared with me that day, I have started doing it and it has been transformational mm-hmm. for my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other times where I'm like, yeah, 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 maybe another day. And then I forget about it. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Well, yeah. No, Obedience it, and obedience discipline. Tough. And yeah, it's hard. And uh, especially when you feel like you have the right way. Well, but what's crazy though is all of a sudden you start walking in the obedience and you see fruit and you're like, yeah, crap. Yeah, crap, like, you were right. Like, crap. Oh, like, yeah, you do know something. I love though, but what I like that, I mean, some people may hear that and think it's disrespectful. I like it because I'm like, that's a real relationship. Absolutely. It's a real relationship mm-hmm. to have. I mean, mm-hmm. I have it with my husband. My kids have it with me where yeah. he's like, you know, I think this is a better way to do that. I'm like, no way. There's no way that's better. Well, I totally know it. And then I start doing it and I'm like, yeah. Oh boy, this happened. This was way better. Yeah, it's you know, pa- it's parenting. I mean, yeah. it's like it's him. I mean, truly, like it's him parenting me. And how much do we want our kids to come to us and be like, "You were right." I mean, oh. I do. I want that. I've had like one glimpse of that with one of my kids, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm right." Like you know, <laughs> but it truly was that. It was him fathering me mm-hmm. in a really sweet, but also like. I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of playful. It's kind of like yeah. with what, with what I need for my personality. Like, yeah, God, it's, I hope I'm, I hope we're explaining it right. No, or, we're or good because we're like, explaining it's just, it perfectly. Well, I think what's so incredible though, is the insane paradigm shift of legalism, non-interaction, yeah. rote yeah. prayers to a playful father mm-hmm. who wants his daughter to rise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is, worlds apart. Absolutely. That is not the, that's not the relationship that was even offered. Right. No. And in fact, (laughs) no, I I know for myself, that wasn't even a relationship that I saw could even exist. Like it wasn't even like, Oh, well, once you're an adult, then it looks different. Right. Right. This was just 
the way. And it's funny. I think now I go, why would anyone want to do that? I know. Like, why would anyone stay in a faith that had so little opportunity for, um, interaction and connection like it was you know that's what it is it's like a void of intimacy and what's funny is that's what we really want is intimacy to be known yeah to be seen by god yeah and all of our rote prayers are like god i wish someone would do this i wish and god's like right i'm here hello i'm right here i'm right Mm -hmm. here i know it's it it really is like i i had that thought when i was thinking about all these questions like there's a whole paradigm and maybe not just the, it's not just the Southern culture I was raised in. It could be anywhere, but well, I was raised in Southern California yeah. and I had the same. Right. Right. There upbringing. you go. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's all on me. What do I do or what do I need to know? What do I not do that makes me right with Jesus mm-hmm. and the self-righteousness, the legalism, the pride, it like blinds you. Mm-hmm to your need of Jesus. And it blinds you to even the idea of that intimate relationship. And I mean, the pride is like, we've talked about this, like pride runs really deep in me. Just for those listening, Emily and I take turns being the president and vice president of Pridesville. That's right. (laughs) We take turns. (laughs) <laughs> it is, it is so deep in me. And even when I think like, Oh, he got it all out. I mean, it just <laughs> comes back up and it's truly like, it's my special boast in Jesus. Like it truly is my, my boast of my weakness from like that I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it'll ever fully be gone, but. Well, let me ask you this. It, and I did again, you. here's an, here's another question I oh, didn't great. pre-ask oh, you about. Good. Um, <laughs> Which if you know, Emily, that's like her nightmare that I'm asking her this question. But, um, speaking of pride, is there a place or an example that you could offer where God spoke directly to your pride? Oh my gosh. And would you be willing to like share what he said without, you know, I mean, you know, we already said we were the president and vice president of Pridesville, so they get it. Yes. I mean... I would, I would say, and this might be like a, a broad answer to it, but truly the, the biggest place of pride for my, um, or in my life is my children. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I, I feel like I was raised in a very, um, authoritarian household and I just thought that was the way that it was. And I, expected my children to basically be like robots and fall in line and do what they were supposed to do all the time Mm -hmm. to then make me look good. Hmm. And I have like, the Lord has met me in my parenting from like, Oh my gosh, day one of what I expected it to be like. And he is using my kids on a daily basis of, um, I mean, I said to my friend the other day, like, they are my undoing. Like, they really are. And he's using it in the most beautiful way. Yeah. Um, Because what has come out of me in my parenting, um, I mean, he has taken me to a lot of of places in my pride with my parenting. And um, I just, I feel like... He is using them to expose it to me daily, truly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I'm i faced with it all the time. 
mm-hmm. with them. And so I feel like with a specific point, oh man, that. I know it's hard because oh. I didn't ask you this before, but yeah. it, I just was thinking about like, you know, what is the antidote to pride when it comes to your kids? Like, has he, sp- like, I mean, you know, you and I talk about this just moving in the opposite spirit. Like, yeah. what does that look like? How do you engage? Like, what's that I mean, nudge? Humility. humility. So what does that look like? Like, what is his nudge to you when he's like, um, come on. I mean, I, I have been dealing with a lot of rage over the past few years, rage mm-hmm. with my, in my parenting and built up anger inside of me. And, um, it looks like <laughs> doing the total opposite of what comes natural to me truly. Right. And he, a few weeks ago, he, I felt the, the Lord inside me tell me move like literally like what you just said, move in the opposite spirit right now, Mm -hmm. because my son was coming at me wanting to push my buttons, wanting to get me to the point of anger and Mm -hmm. frustration and yelling and rage. And the Lord just said, go over and grab his face and tell him you love him, which is like, Oh my gosh, I don't, that is the (laughs) last thing on my mind in those moments. Yeah. Literally, because I feel like it is up to me to get this out of him. Why is he acting like this? I have to do something to fix this. Right. And the Lord came in and was like, go grab his face and tell him you love him. And the second I did that, I walked over to him. He was throwing like a huge fit, having the worst, um, just a tantrum basically. And I walked over to him and I said, I love you. Hmm. I love you. And he just melted. He just completely melted into goo and it just changed the whole dynamic between us. And so I just feel like I, like my pride with that is like it, it's all on me. It's all up to me to, to fix this behavior, to fix this in my kid, Mm -hmm. to figure out what he's going to be, what he's going to turn out to be. It's Mm -hmm. all on me Mm -hmm. is how I feel Mm -hmm. most of the time. And I have to fight against that. Like, hundred percent of the time that God's like actually going, no, I'm actually wanting to walk this with right. you. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I love too. And what is incredible is that he actually gave you a picture yeah. of this melting. Yeah. Like he gave yeah. you an actual reference of this. And then, yep. you know, days later this happened. What I think is so incredible though, is like he made you, he invited you to model to your son, what he's doing to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is like, I love you. In the midst of all the crap. Yeah. I like, love you. I don't care mm-hmm. what, how much rage yeah. you have, Emily. Yeah. I love you. Mm-hmm. And he's holding your face and you now get to do that to your son. Yeah. And what an incredible way to father two people. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. What, how I brilliant mean, is he? I mean, truly, the my son is a lot like me. He is a lot like me, very, very stubborn, can, can be very, very prideful. And that has been over the past few years, something that God has pointed out to me. Like there is not only generational pride, Mm -hmm. but just what he's observed of me. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, you know, it's not all just what has been passed down. It's just how he observes me as well. And God is saying to me, repeatedly and and like you've had a picture for me too before with me and my son of just like what he is doing it's like he's wanting to do something new in me and passing it on to my son mm-hmm. as well not mm-hmm. only my other two kids right but like 
specifically with my son. Yeah, but he I feel like we're given something. We're given one kid that's kind of most like oh, us. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like we're like we're gonna that's break that. We're that's gonna, right. We're gonna break. We're gonna some break that off. out of you. That's right. <laughs> that is so right. And what's so funny is I do think we see it as like I'm gonna break it out of you, and God's like, no, I'm gonna love it out of you. Yeah. And yeah, the thing that we are most ashamed of in ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, I feel like God just gives us that one kid. I mean, you could have oh, yeah. 10 kids, you could have two kids, but yeah. one of them yes. is going to be your mirror. Yes. And yeah. that's the kid that brings you to your knees mm-hmm. and requires you, you know, my, I too, <laughs> I too struggle with rage. <laughs> Not only am I sometimes the president of Pridesville, I'm the mayor of Ragetown. Right. And yep. <laughs> um, I am so afraid to be tender. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm so afraid to show and reveal my feelings mm-hmm. because my feelings were not held sacred as a child. Yeah. And feelings felt like an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And I have one child who really enjoys their feelings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And really, really expresses those feelings. And I am, I am, my, it's my trigger to go into rage. Cause I'm like, what else do you need from me? Yep. And the, the answer is everything. Yep. Because when I'm undone, I need God. To be everything. Yep. I need him to cover me. Mm-hmm. I need him to pick me up. I need him to hold my face and, and tell me it's going to be okay when I don't think it's going to be yep. okay. No matter what the problem is, because problems are all relevant. Like yep. there's a, it's all your own reference, Yeah, you know? And so I too get triggered by like, you need something else yep. from me. Absolutely. The arrogance Absolutely. in that. Uh-huh. The... Like, pro- the it's like pride, it got, the pride, the pride, absolutely. Like yeah, they're your kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, they need something. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I know. so mm-hmm. I'm annoyed that someone could need yeah. something from me, and yeah. yet it's exactly what I wanted when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I had feelings that were too big, yep. that I didn't know what to do with, that were inappropriate, yeah, to have, yeah, because they didn't fit into like what was accepted or this is how we look when we go to church right and how we look how we go to church should transcend when we go home however the adults are not going to do that (laughs) (laughs) the adults get a pass somehow that's right and the kids are meant to like fall in line and Mm -hmm. it's interesting because you look at the bible and the bible is full of like jesus saying if you want to enter the kingdom you gotta have faith like a child yeah because children don't think about what you don't have to give. They just go, I need this. I need this. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said a minute ago, because it's like, they have feelings and emotions that are too big and they don't know what to do with it. But then those then trigger me into feelings and emotions that I don't know what to do with. Yes. So it's honestly like two kids. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is parenting the other. Shouldn't be. But two two kids kids with one with a credit card and one's like, I better shop my way out of it. That's right. (laughs) What can I buy you to fix those feelings? Exactly. that That is such a good picture of what I feel like the Lord is doing with me and my son is it's like... He is fathering me in the same moment mm-hmm. that I am parenting my son, mm-hmm. and he's mo- God is modeling it for me yeah. to then pass it on to my kid. It's just incredible because 
what your son responds to is intimacy. Absolutely. And, and I love your son and your son is incredible that your son has the heart of a lion and he's also got like the rage of a lion. Yep. But what's funny is that he wants to live unbridled and yet he wants discipline. Yeah. Like he wants it both, which is how we all are. But I mean, I see him and it's like the minute you get in his grill Mm -hmm. and like make eye eye contact with him and ask him questions, he's butter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is melted butter with sugar. Yep. He is just like (laughs) ooey gooey. He is. And he's so sweet. And so I wonder too, if like God is using that to go, Emily, you're allowed to be that way with Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Which is so difficult for me. Yeah. It really is. I feel like my whole life I've been so just like proudly independent and don't really need anybody to do anything for me. I can do it for myself. And so it is, um, that state of vulnerability and humility to go before Lord and be like that and require something Mm -hmm. is really hard. Mm -hmm. That's hard for me sometimes. It really is. And let me ask you this. Every time you go to do that with the Lord, does he meet you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't it funny how mm-hmm. we like test, like we're like, well, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if this time it'll be like that. <laughs> every time. Every it's time. Like, Yo guys, every time. I feel like for yes. me, God is like, now he may not talk to everyone like this, but he talks to me in the way I understand him. And I swear sometimes he goes like this, listen up dummy. Yes. Exactly. I'm going to be the same person every time. Like, yeah. I, but he speaks yeah. to me in a, in a way that I understand yeah. him. So someone yeah. else, he would be like, right. Oh my dear one, I'm this. Right. To yeah, me, that's not he's me like either. this. Hey, yep. dum dum. Yes. Get over here. Exactly. Like, I need that. Yep. Because it makes me feel like he knows me, and yep. I'm like, oh, he okay, sorry. You. you know, like, yeah. I need that reminder. So, Absolutely. okay, I want to ask you this question: because of what you grew up with, because of what you know now, how do you reveal this in relationship to your kids? Yeah. So. Truly by bringing them into the conversation, uh, modeling it for them, mm-hmm. but also just telling them what God is saying to me. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because, you know, a lot of times I jump into an idea of like, Hey, I should probably do this with my kids. And then I do it and I don't actually get the response that I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why I'm expecting differently, but, um, it, at the beginning, when I started telling my kids, like, hey, the Lord's telling me this, or I had this dream, or I had this vision, it really frustrated my kids mm-hmm. because they weren't experiencing that yet, mm-hmm. or they weren't aware that they were experiencing that yet. And so it was like a point of frustration in a way. And I almost was kind of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't even go there with my kids. But I continue to press into that because it is creating wonderful conversations with Mm -hmm. my kids. They don't always respond how I want them to. They may not even be listening half the time, but when I bring up what God has told me, it's an immediate, like, wait, say what? And they want to hear it, but then they will, they will definitely wear me down with questions. Yeah. (laughs) But, and the questions are hard for me because I have never I did not grow up to be or being a questioner Mm -hmm. of things, um, but my husband is. And so my husband is a wonderful balance for me because when he hears the kids asking questions and he can sense me starting to like, 
oh my gosh, I don't think I have the answers for all these questions. I don't know how to answer this. Like he comes along and helps me yeah. calm down. He truly does. Yeah. He comes in as a balance and he is the one that helps me not only answer with them, but shows me it's good that they're asking these questions. Like, and it's okay that you don't know. And it's totally okay that you don't yeah. know. But truly, like just, I mean, the whole, the whole point of this answer is to say like, bringing them in on the conversation. I don't feel like I was brought in on the conversation as a mm-hmm. kid. And they want to be. Well, your that. kids are especially hungry. They are so hungry. They are. They, they, they really are. They have a hunger. What's yeah. funny is I think it's a hunger that all kids have. Yeah. I just don't know if it's, it's a hunger we feed. Well, right. Because a lot of, I don't, I don't know. I don't think parents are either feeling like they can talk with their kids yeah. about it or that they should talk with their kids yeah. about it. Maybe because they don't know the, all the answers, but it has brought up beautiful conversations with my kids just yeah. by telling them what God's telling me. Like God gave me verses to, to read over them every day. Mm-hmm. And I told them that at bedtime, like a week ago, I was like, Hey, you want to hear the verse that God gave me for you? And one of them was like, Oh my gosh, yes. And then one of them was like, Oh no, he didn't. And yeah. so that's what I'm talking about with the yeah. type of feedback that you'll yeah. get from your kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is not all ooey gooey yeah. and they want to challenge it. Mm-hmm. But the moments are so, they're so beautiful, even if they don't go how you want them to go. Yeah. The fact that you are introducing the idea to them that God cares enough about them to give their parents verses to read over them and to decree over yeah. them. Like it's, it's huge. And that's been right. like one of the main things is just to talk with my kids, just to talk with them. Well, I think though it matters more than we know when you think about, I always think about Joseph in the Bible, who was the dream interpreter. Mm-hmm. And the reason he was a dream interpreter is because his father was yep. a dream interpreter and his yep. father and his taught father's him. His father was. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like what, I mean, if we want our kids, like the funny thing is, is I want my kids to know the voice of God so that they can go out into the world and not listen to the world and think that the world is right. Exactly. But so that they can go, wait, what does God say? And to have such an intimate relationship with the Lord that they're not having to, you know, be so torn and conflicted. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're going to be conflicted with their flesh. That's not what I'm talking about. But to have a truth. Mm-hmm. And to go, but I know this truth. Not only have I read it in the Bible and I've seen it witnessed here and I've seen it witnessed here, but God has spoken yep. this to me. Yep. And so it's like, I do feel like if I could give my kids one foundational tool, Absolutely. it is to know that God is speaking mm-hmm. to them and that they are equipped to hear from them, yeah. from him and to practice that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The practice. Because that... And that's the whole thing too, is it's like, I tell, I tell my kids that a lot, like, Hey, this is not just something that you're going to perfect right off the get go. Like it is a muscle that you have to work with and you have to be diligent to Mm -hmm. ask for it. Yes, it is discipline. It is discipline, discipline, which is not always easy. Well, and it's not always fun. No, it's not fun. And, um, I have one kid that expects it to happen right off the bat. Yeah, me too. And then, <laughs> and then it doesn't, and they just are like, well, forget it. And so it takes you as the parent coming in as well and modeling it, but also encouraging them in it. Yeah. I and mean, I do, I like what you said though, just inviting them into the conversation, yeah. inviting them into like, it doesn't have to be an adult conversation no. to talk about spiritual things. No. It doesn't have to be an adult conversation to go, this is what God's doing in my life. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's an appropriateness to what you're going to share. Right. Um, right. But like my kids 
probably already know I'm dealing with rage. <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably In case, like, if you didn't know, they're probably Bobby like, really hey, angry. is God saying anything <laughs> to you about that yet? Because <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> no, you know, yeah. even last night I was asking my girls when we went to bed, I... I asked them, I said, okay, close your eyes. And I want you to just ask the Lord, what activity does he want to do with you? Hmm. I mean, they can get it wrong. Who cares? Like you're, you know, with anything, it's a muscle. So you got to use it to build it up. And, you know, my one daughter was quiet as a mouse, super serious. And all of a sudden, a huge smile on her face. And she goes, Jesus wants to go skateboarding with me. And it was just like, I don't know if that's what he, that's not the point. The point is, is that. That neural pathway, yep. that heart exercise, yes. that spirit exercise is being introduced as a real and relevant and important thing. Yep. yep. And we are holding it sacred. Yep. And because it's held sacred, they view it as some, it's like, oh, this is yeah. special. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, to and you didn't have that them, growing up no, and I didn't have that growing no, up. No, no. And also like, I mean, my daughter comes to me all the time and, and she'll say, I had this vision or do you think it's a vision? Let me tell you what it is. And then she'll tell me this thing. And I'm like, you know what? That's awesome. I don't know, but ask God questions about it. I mean, yes. that's something I've learned from you, Trace. Yes. Is if you don't understand it, don't just be okay with that, but ask questions, yes. ask questions about it. He loves and questions. And point that out. Like, like taking them through the exercises. It is it is so huge and it has just created some of the most beautiful tender moments with my kids. Some hard ones, yeah, <laughs> but also just sweet, sweet time with them. My favorite is when they ask me like, okay, so God created the whole earth and I know that Jesus is God's son, but who created God? <laughs> and I'm like, and I literally have resorted to like, it's a mystery. Like, and yeah. I just like, I'm like, isn't it exciting that there's a mystery yes. we don't understand yes. and how lovely it is to like ask, keep on this journey with God and asking him. And I'm like, it's also okay if you're frustrated. Yep. Yep. Like and encouraging okay them that. He can take to be that. frustrated yep. with God. I mean, I think that's also another piece of maybe how we grew up was anger, frustration, um, hurt oh, yeah. was not that that really wasn't an offering you could give the Lord. No. It no. was more like... It was shut down. You, that's a sin. <laughs> yeah. And we don't bring yeah. sins to Jesus. Yes. As if I'm like... <laughs> but I mean, no one actually said that. But that's, but that's the what implication. It yes. Was like, yes, yes, you're white as snow, but get those muddy shoes out there. We don't want the neighbors yeah. thinking we have mud in the house. Like... And so the same was true with Jesus. And it's so funny because I know that both you and I encourage our kids. Like I've even told your kid this. I'm like, you know, you can yell at Jesus. He's fine. He can handle it. Like you can give it to him. I mean, he paid for it. You might as well give him what he paid for. Absolutely. He paid for all that crap. You might as well give it to him. And I think even in that, it like encourages this relationship. I mean, this is how they're talking to us. Right. Right. And, and it's been huge also, like, I mean, going back to the piece of me, uh, like learning from the Lord and basically a child raising a child, like I am realizing in those moments, I mean, I used to shut down my kids' feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I can still do that when I'm really angry. I like, shut them down. You don't need to feel that. You don't need to like all those things. And God is showing me like, Hey, these emotions, I made them to have these emotions mm-hmm. and you need to explore that with them. If they can't explore that in your home with you in a safe space, how are they supposed to do that right. out in the world? And right. so 
it, that has been a huge thing to realize as well is meeting them in those moments that are really hard and full of emotion and I don't like it and it's icky and telling them it's okay mm -hmm. and letting them get it all out. Yeah. I, that didn't happen with me. That didn't happen with me. And I'm and, still learning. I'm we're, still learning that I can do that. We're doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so involved. But I, I mean, it's, it's just been really kind of the Lord to show me how he is parenting me, but also using it to mm -hmm. parent my kids. Well, I think what is so beautiful is, I mean, he shows me this a lot and I get really frustrated with it, but he's like, those children are not little. Right. They're humans. Right. Like, they're so like, yes, they're learning new things. Mm -hmm. They're developing, but they, their brain is beautiful. Their heart yeah. is beautiful. Like they're whole human beings. Their Holy spirit, the spirit in them mm -hmm. is, is filled with the same Holy spirit that's exactly. in me. Yeah. So to think that they couldn't have a major relationship with yeah. God really dismisses them. And I mean, I just think it's something we have to work out as parents, yeah. like honoring the fact that they're a whole human being that the Lord made and that even though we're raising them, there's pieces of them that can hold some really beautiful, big revelations. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, children in the Bible were having these massive re revelations. Yeah. I mean, why can't ours have those, exactly. you know? So, yeah. okay. What, let me ask you this. What do you want to see next from God? Like, what do you want God to upgrade you in your experience with him? Mm. I want, I, I really want more courage and boldness from him. Mm -hmm. Like I want like a supernatural dose of that mm -hmm. because that doesn't come natural to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that the Holy spirit inside of me can give me boldness, but I, I, I just, I, every time I kept, I, I kept asking him that question. Cause when I read that question, I was like, Oh gosh, I don't know. And I, that is what I felt the Lord was saying to me, like boldness. Hmm. And I feel like in all realms yeah. of life yeah, with my extended family, with my family out in the world, like I just, yeah. You know what I think is beautiful about that is that I think it's, the word courage and boldness seem like they're only paired with really fearless things mm -hmm. like winning a war or like, I'm going to go be a protester or like something mm -hmm. that feels out yeah. of your comfort zone. Yeah. But you have to remember that God has also told you that you hold an insane mantle of peace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that you walk yeah. with peace. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if the courage is to bring the peace in. Yes, I think so. You know, and it's so, but so I don't know if it's necessarily like courage to be a, a warrior that's going to go get bloody. Right. It might be right. courage. To, you know, I yeah. feel like that courage though, that he's asking yes. for because yeah. if anything, the world needs more peacemakers. Yep. The, yep. the world needs more people who can bring what you offer yep. as someone who can see all sides. Yeah. Someone who can hold space for a group of people that have 49 different opinions. Yeah. Like you actually are yeah. extraordinary at that. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if the Lord is like asking you to be bold to hold that. I absolutely and bring think so. that peace. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's been the whole dynamic for me is I, he is speaking to me a lot about my peace, 
But then when the boldness factor comes in, I really feel like it is like you're saying the a boldness to be able to bring that peace to people and actually speak the truth in it. Mm-hmm. Be somebody that not only like holds the space, but I can also get, I, I can very much like get lost in like, okay, well let's see everybody's points. And I'm not going to actually point out like what is common between you. Right. And I want to be somebody that can speak the truth in that, mm-hmm. even though it's uncomfortable. Well, and it's, it may not even be what's common between you. God may be like, cool. You're the peacekeeper. Yeah. You can offer peace and you get to offer my truth. Yes. And it may not yeah. fall in line with anything. These yeah. people are saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's really hard for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> By the way, good luck with that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I yeah. thank you for having this dialogue. I love you yeah. so much. And, Thanks for asking. Um, I'm sure I'll have you on again. Thank you.